Blog Talk Radio. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Potter's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, O oh God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O oh God, for the love that you have for us, God, that you would never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that even though we don't know what's going on in our lives, O oh God, we're seeking your face to find out, O oh God. We're seeking your face for that peace that, that you promised us, that comfort that you promised us, O oh God. We're seeking your face for those things, God, because we want to stay true to you. We want to understand, God. We want to begin to be strong in you, O oh God. Father, we don't want to fail. We don't want to just be distracted by the things that's going on in our life, oh God, but we want to be able to stand on your word, God, stand on who you are in our lives, stand on what we know to be true in our lives. Father, we thank you right now. We give your name praise and glory, oh God, as you continue to help us to learn you and to learn of your ways and to learn of your your will for our life, oh God, that we will be able to overcome the enemy god that we will be able to understand that you've defeated him and that you've dismantled him and that through the blood you have we have all power god because of the, your son jesus we have that power and we thank you right now god we give you praise and glory and honor in jesus name so today we we begin to understand that god didn't tell us the road would be easy once we began our journey, when we accepted Christ into our lives, we were excited. We were knowledgeable a little bit of what we were going into, which was the fact of loving our Lord and Savior. We were excited to serve him and to be his servant because he died on the cross for us. So that was our focus when we got saved, and we wanted to make sure that we would end up in heaven because we love God so much and we've heard so much about him that we focused on the good things of who God is. But then there come times in our lives when it's not so good. There are times in our lives when we don't understand why we have to go through. Because we say we love the Lord and we're serving him and we're doing what we know how to do according to the word, then why are these things happening? Why are we presented with obstacles? We understand a little bit of obstacles, but sometimes things come and they begin to pile one on top of the other. And before we, we, we finish praying for one thing, something else is coming. And before we get to that prayer, here comes something else, and we're crying and we're feeling weak and our flesh is, is not able to take it and our mind is just, we just lie there looking at the ceiling and we're saying we don't understand why. And we do an evaluation of our life and we say, well, where is the sin in my life, why am I going through this this way? Was I that much of a bad person as a sinner that now I have to reap all these things? And what's going on in my life? And we began to question God. And we began to say things like, I should have just stayed on the other side where I knew I was going to get in trouble and I knew things were going to happen. But once I came over to God, I thought there would be more peace, there would be more joy, there would be more understanding, there would be less trouble. But God lets us know that he never promised that to us. In his word, he never told us that salvation did not bring trouble. 
because he allowed us to know that the enemy is down here with us and that he came to steal, kill, and to destroy the joy of our lives. So we have to understand that we are soldiers in the army of God. We're not just servants of the Most High, but we've signed a covenant contract with God that we will fight with him in the spirit realm, the enemy that is coming against our Lord and Savior. So as we begin to look at Job as an example of going through, an example of how his life was a good life, you know, and if we try to compare that to a lot of our lives, we would say before the economy crashed, we had a good life, a good job, consistent pay. We were able to buy whatever we wanted, able to do and vacation wherever we wanted. But then when that came, the economy messed up, we didn't have the luxuries anymore. So now we had to downsize. Okay, we were, we were cool with that. We downsized. And then came another hit, and then we had to really start going on a budget. Then here comes another financial hit, and now we're finding ourselves in a position that we've never been in before because we were so well organized before all of this and we paid attention, but we never prepared or thought the day would come when such a prosperous land would hit us financially and we would not be able to bounce back. But in the case of Job, it's a little bit different from the day and time that we're in when Job went through his. It says that in um, verse four, his sons used to hold his sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day, angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. And the Lord said, have, where have you come from? And Satan answered, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Then does Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the works of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, this is when we compare it to our lives and we say, if we lost everything, could we still hold the integrity that we had when we had everything towards God? Or would we begin to blame God for our loss? So the first thing the enemy comes at, he says, okay, you have a hedge around Job and his household. Take that away and he'll curse you. So the enemy now, he's going to come and he's going to focus on Job's wealth. Still kill and destroy is what the enemy does to us. Still kill and destroy is how he comes to attack us. 
So he goes into Job's wealth. So when that doesn't break Job, he goes into Job's health. And he began to put sores and everything on him. He says, you know, surely he's going to curse you this time because skin for skin, when a person is sick, that's when they really began to question their faith in God. And Job still continued to sin not before God. And Job began to, when his wife said, curse God and die, he said, should we only worship God for his good and not for the bad. So that tells me he understood that there was good and then there was bad that would come from his salvation. There was good and there was bad that would come. Do we understand that there's good and there's bad that will come? Because if we're only in it for the good, then we've already been fooled. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He attacks us in our health, wealth, and in our relationships. And if we look at Job, we will see that he attacked him in these three areas to where even his friends began to question because your friends will stay around long enough for them to be able to bear and understand. When it goes beyond their understanding, now they're saying to you, you surely must have done something wrong because this shouldn't last this long. Once you repent, God should be able to restore you and, and, and all should be well. And they begin to speak like this. And if we look at our own lives, when things begin to happen, the encouraging words were just flowing. And, and when we cried, people would comfort us and say, it's going to be okay. And then after a while, the phone calls didn't come anymore. And the conversations of encouragement wasn't there anymore. And people would avoid you and your phone calls because they didn't know if you were in need or not. And they didn't want to share. So once he began to attack your health, wealth, and friendships and relationships and family, he's trying to get into your mind spiritually so he can break you down. Because once he begins to break you down spiritually, you're distracted from the word of God. You're distracted from the promises of God. You are now focused and distracted on what you are going through. But the Bible lets us know that Job, even though he cursed his life, even though he cursed his birth. Even though he cursed the life, he never cursed the God that he served. He questioned him. And and he began to pour out his heart before God. And God answered and replied to him. But when we're going through, how do we address God? Do we stand firm on his word? Or do we question him as in why am I going through this and you didn't tell me it was going to be like this and you didn't, you know, Inform me that the enemy would attack me in these ways. Why wasn't I informed? But Job, in, he kept his integrity. And as things begin to come towards us and, and they just begin to pile up right after the other and we're crying out to God and it, it sounds and, and it seems as if he's not going to answer us. He's not, he's not there. But we have to understand that the enemy comes to distract us from hearing from God. The enemy comes to make sure that mentally we are not focused. So when we are going through, it's not easy on the flesh. The spirit man is ready to pray. The spirit man is ready to worship God. But the flesh is discouraged. The flesh is depressed. 
The flesh wants to wallow in whatever we're going through. So as Satan began to present himself, and he was like, surely he's going to curse you. He's going to say something. He's not going to keep his integrity in all that he's going through. He just, he's not going to do it. And as God allowed these things to happen, God knew that Job would do that. Because with Job, it wasn't about the things. It was about his Lord and Savior. The things were the extra blessings he received for serving God, for living upright before God, for making sure that he did the sacrifices on his children, that they were covered so that nothing would happen to him or his family. But when it did happen, he didn't blame God because he had a relationship with God and he knew that those things were temporary and he knew that he had an eternal life with God. So the focus was not on what you're taking away from me. As long as me and God have a relationship with each other, devil, you can't take that. So when the pain comes in our body and the sores begin to show up on our skin, or just the sickness begins to well and we're taking medication every day and we don't know and we're praying and we're saying, God, why am I not healed yet and what's going on? Keep your integrity in the midst of all of that. Because you know the God that you serve will never leave you nor forsake you. And when you've lost your job, you've lost your income, Then comes your health. Then comes everything else. Your friendships are lost because it looks like you're going on a downward spiral and people run from that, even though they were there when you were going up. Those things God has shown us is temporary, but our love and our relationship for him will always remain. And then Job He was under the law, so he constantly did sacrifices to make sure that everyone was covered. But because of the blood of Jesus, we can go to our Lord and Savior personally and have a conversation with him. We don't have to do the sacrifices. All we have to do is lift our hands and say, God, help me. Holy Spirit, come and comfort me during this time. And immediately the Holy Spirit will come and encourage your heart in the word. So as Job held on to his integrity of who he was in God and who he understood God to be, no matter what he lost, though it hurt him and his flesh, his flesh was completely hurt, but his spirit man encouraged. His spirit man helped him. Because he had the relationship before the tragedies happened. So when we don't have the relationship before the tragedy happens, it overtakes us. It overwhelms us. Now we really don't know who God is because why in the world is all of these things happening to us? So as we continue, and then here come the friends talking to us, encouraging us, Then all of a sudden they become downers, and they increase the depression. They increase the discouragement. 
And they're saying, you need to check your life because something must not be right. Make a plea to God. Ask him to forgive you of all your sins, and then he'll restore you back to who you were. Just go ahead and do that. But if he doesn't restore you, then something something's not right. Who needs that kind of company sitting around them while they're trying to begin to talk to God and, and communicate with God about what's going on? So before we get to how he was blessed in the end, we first have to understand the relationship before the tragedy. Do we have that relationship that when tragedy comes, even though we cry and we're discouraged and we don't know what to do, can we still keep our integrity with God? That we're crying, but we're saying, God, I trust you. We're crying, but we're saying, God, I know you're going to make a way. God, I know, I don't know how long this is going to be, but God, I trust you. He kept his focus in the spirit, not in the flesh. So we begin to see how do we do that? How do we keep ourselves in God during tragedy? How do we keep ourselves in God while we're looking at the sickness, we're taking the medication, we're going to the hospital, we're getting the bad reports. How is it that we're doing this? Because you are communicating with the Holy Spirit daily. Because you are covering yourself with the blood daily. Because you are reading the Word of God daily. These things are possible. And God wants to encourage us that what you see is not what it is. This is where what it is, is isn't what it is. Because in the spirit realm, God wants to encourage us to fight a good fight of faith. And even when you're standing, he said, continue to stand because I've overcome the devil. And as long as we continue to tell ourselves that he has overcome the devil, then we will be able to stand no matter what. Because we know that Jesus' blood covers us. In John sixteen thirty one, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He constantly lets us know and gives us these little nuggets that, yes, you're going to go through. Yes, the enemy is going to attack you. Yes, you're going to see things that you don't want to see and experience things you don't want to experience. But take heart because I've overcome the world. I've overcome. And if we don't know anything else on Scripture, we can always quote that one. He has overcome the world. He has dismantled Satan. His blood covers me. I am redeemed from the curse. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. His stripes healed me. So every time you take the medication, quote your scriptures. Every time you see something on your body or whatever, keep your integrity in God. 
if we focus on what we're losing, how will we ever see what we're gaining in the spirit realm? How will we ever see God's miraculous power in our lives if we focus on what we're losing? Because in our going through, we have to grow to know who God is during these times. But if we do not allow him to show us who he is in the dry places, how can we enjoy him in the good times? Because we will always fear that the dry is coming. But if we know him, those that know their God, no matter what comes, you will keep your integrity with God. No matter what you lose, you will say, Lord, I still love you. This hurts, but I, I love you. And when you feel like you're weak and you can't go on, you can just go to Philippians 4, 13. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. He's promised us strength and that we can do it through him. He's given us that strength. He's given us that power. Are we using it is the question. We have to put on the whole armor of God in order to defeat Satan. Not half of it, but we have to do all of the armor of God. And the Bible that says, no, in Psalms 23, that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There's so many things that we can hold on to that we can just begin to talk to God about. Yes, we have questions. Yes, we're going to cry. Yes, we're going to feel a little angry. Yes, we're not going to understand. Yes, we're going to lose friends. Yes, we're going to lose whatever. But God is saying to still keep your integrity in him. Trust who he is in your life. Understand that this too will pass. Encourage yourself in the Lord. So we are to pray, consistently praying, when we're feeling weak, when we feel like we don't know what to do, when we feel like we're just, just confused and lost and, and our lives are just defeated. The Bible lets us know that when we pray in the Spirit, Ephesians 6, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. After you prayed so much to where you just don't know what else to say, you're like, you know what, I prayed. I don't know what else to do. What am I going to do, God? He's saying pray in the Spirit. What does the Spirit of God do? He intercedes for us. What we don't know what to pray, he knows what to pray. And you'll get better results with him praying than with us praying. Because we don't know what's going on, and he does. We don't know why we're going through this, but he does. So when we begin to pray in the spirit, God will hear the intercessor for us. And we will begin to get results. So we have to begin to use the Holy Spirit. If we take out the Holy Spirit out of our lives, 
We lose our power. We lose our intercession. We lose everything when we take the Holy Spirit out and we think that we can talk to God on our own. We cannot. We don't know why we're going through. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how, but the Holy Spirit knows. So when we begin to pray in the spirit realm, always pray, excuse me, in the spirit, the Lord says, always pray in the spirit. And if we begin to build ourselves up in the spirit realm, then we will be able to defeat whatever is going on in our lives. It may go through a process, but we still will be able to defeat whatever is going on in our lives because the Holy Spirit is there for us. He was given to us that we may be able to stand. So as we begin to pray, it shouldn't have gone away. Tarrying on the altar should still be a process that we do in order to do whatever we have to do to receive the Holy Spirit, whatever God wants to do. So if we begin to pray in the spirit realm, our results are guaranteed because once we run out of what to say, when we run out of what to to, to pray, the Holy Spirit kicks in for us and, and begins to interpret everything that's going on to God, and God begins to come <clears throat> and rescue us. So hold on with your integrity. Put on the whole armor of God and know that though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear anything. You don't have to worry about anything because God is saying that he is there with us. He is there. He said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. So when Job began to keep his integrity, though his friends were talking crazy, though they were trying to accuse him of stuff, he kept on believing that surely, God, you know what's going on. Surely you're going to rescue me. I mean, he did a little bit of complaining, but overall he tried to keep his his integrity as long as he could. So whatever we're facing, allow the Holy Spirit to come. If you don't speak in your heavenly language at church, do it at home. Pray in it at home. And you'll begin to see God move in ways that you you forgot that he was able to do because you kind of put the praying in your holy language to the side and you thought maybe, you know, if I do a lot of worship and praise, it will bring forth the results that I need. Um, if I only read the word of God, it will bring forth the 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 results that I need, but in order for the complete package to take place, we have to do the complete package, which is the word of God, the praying in, in our holy language, and releasing ourselves to God, acknowledging any sins that may be before us that would hinder our prayers from going through to God. So we have to do the complete package. You can't just go into worship and not acknowledge that you may have sinned or something may have happened, unforgiveness or whatever. We have to go before the Lord clean and pure and knowing that, God, whatever I've done, purge me from it. But when it comes to the trials of life, 
and you need God to begin to move in your life, then pray in your holy language. And God will begin to allow the Holy Spirit to intercede for you. He gave us that. He said, I'm going away, and I'm sending you a comforter. There's so many things that the Holy Spirit will do for us if we would allow him to do it. There's so many things that the Holy Spirit wants to show us because he's the one that reveals to us what's going on in our lives. He's the one that will reveal to us the secrets of heaven. I will show you things that you do not know, Jeremiah. I will show you those things. But we need to pray in our heavenly language in order to get those things released from the heavenlies. Because in our own prayers, we pray with frustration, depression, anger, unforgiveness. We pray with with distractions of the home, distractions of what happened in our day. But when we begin to pray in our holy language, it, it, it eliminates all the flesh. And the spirit communicates in the spirit realm. And we began to get answers as to what's going on. Job had to just sit there and think and rely on things visual to help him to understand why he's going through what he's going through. But we have a different access than what Job had. So I could imagine Job being frustrated because he had no access the way that we have the access. We have a direct connection to find out why, what, when, and where. And how do we defeat the enemy? Still kill and destroy what he comes to do. But God has come to give us life. So when we depend on the Holy Spirit, we should never belittle the Holy Spirit to think that he's only for praise and worship. He's not just for praise and worship. He is our enabler into the spirit realm. He is the one that will connect us to God and to what's going on. So you want to know what's going on in your life, begin to speak in your language. Begin to speak in your holy language, your tongues that God gave to you. He will give you the revelation of what's going on. And Job did not have that that opportunity. So he waited for God to respond to him. But if he had the communication that God has given us now in his new covenant, it would have been different for Job because he would have called out to God with everything that he had and said, God, help me. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Reveal to me what's going on. The blood of Jesus covers me. So whatever it is, if we cry out to God, we seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, and then he said, I will heal the land. But if even if it's not associated with sin, even if it's not associated with anything of wrongdoing, you still have to go into the spirit realm to find out what's going on. And when God allows you to know that he just has his hands on your life, That doesn't ease the pain because you still have to go through. But at least you'll have an understanding and you'll be encouraged to continue to go through whatever it is you're going through. So the avenues are kind of broad as to how to get to your answer. You know, you just, you know, God, is there anything I've done that you're not pleased with that's hindering me? 
If that's not the case, God, then is this that you just have your hands on me? But whatever it is, Holy Spirit, can you please give me a revelation of what it is and how do I pray and what do I do and how do I stay focused? And, and the Holy Spirit will begin to help you. But you have to find out what is going on. And in Job's case, it wasn't because of sin. It was just God had his hands upon his life. So we have to begin to communicate with God to find out what is going on in our life. What, why is this going on? And we begin to say, no matter what, I'm going to gird up with my armor and my word and my Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to continually pray in, in, in tongues and my holy language, God, because I know I'm not going to be defeated because you defeated the enemy on the cross. I know that the blood covers me. I know that you dismantled the devil. I know that, that in the end the devil is already defeated, God. So I stand in your army. Your army always wins, so I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to believe you. So no matter how many times it piles up on top of me and I cry and I don't understand and I feel weighed down and I just feel like I need to give up and I can't take it anymore and I don't know what to do, Lord, when I begin to pray in the spirit realm, it all kicks in and it feels better and I know that I've won. And we have to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. When the three Hebrew boys in Daniel 3 faced the dilemma of the fiery furnace, they didn't look at the outward of what was going on. They didn't look at the fact that the fire was hotter than it should have been. They didn't look at any of that. They looked at their Lord and Savior. If he don't, we already know he's able because of what he's done before. Can we say that when we're sick or financially barren or you know, without and in lack and, and whatever is going on in our lives, can we look around and say, God, I, I don't have what I used to have, but I have you. Because he wants us to focus in our going through on the spirituals of what's going on, not on the flesh. And that takes time and maturity for us to get there, but we can get there. We can focus as Job did, as the three Hebrew boys did, and we can say, I know my God is able. And in the Old Testament, they didn't even have the access that we have now. And they were assured that God was who he said he was. So when we come now to a covenant where he's in us and he dwells, he dwells in us and he speaks to us and he has given us the Holy Spirit, we are fully equipped to handle the situation. When we step back and take the flesh out of it, and that takes practice as well because when it first hits us, it hits our flesh. And we have to deal with what we're now facing. And God understands that. That's why he's given us his Holy Spirit to comfort us. Stand firm on the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you the way that God planned for him to minister to us. Because when we speak in our heavenly language, the Bible lets us know that the Spirit searches all things, even the things that are deep thoughts, things of God. He just searches everything. He searches our heart. He searches the situation. He just searches the deep of God. And he only reveals what God has shown him. 
So you don't ever have to worry about being misled by the Holy Spirit. You don't ever have to worry about not understanding the Holy Spirit because he's going to tell you exactly what God has shown him. So he's constantly at work for us, showing us that we can defeat this, showing us that we have the the power given to us to overcome. So the question is, do you want to overcome or do you want to stay in it? Because when you say, I want to overcome, then you begin to fight. But when your mind is depressed and distracted and discouraged, then you stay in it longer. So you have to decide. Because when the enemy comes and he attacks our health, our wealth, and our relationships, he's waiting for a reaction from you before he can go further. If you don't get discouraged or you don't buy into what he's given you, then he can flee and go away, as he did with Jesus when he presented himself to Jesus. Jesus gave him the word, and then he came back again and again. And then finally he had to go away for a season because he realized he wasn't penetrating through Jesus. So he said that's our example right there, that when the enemy comes and he presents himself and he presents these things in our lives, that we have an option if we're going to allow this to penetrate because that's how he reacts. Okay, that didn't work, so let me try something else. Okay, that didn't work, so let me try this. And then once he's tried everything and you're still holding on to your integrity, then he goes away for a season because he's tried all his known possibles, which is your health, wealth, or your relationships. And if those things don't penetrate, they may make you cry, you may get frustrated, but it's not penetrating to the point where you give up. It's not penetrating to the point where you question the God that you serve. But in the spirit realm, you're fighting. In the spirit realm, you're believing. In the spirit realm, you're holding on to what God has said according to his works for your life. So you have to begin to hold on to what God has promised you in his word. And that's where you begin to draw your strength. That's where you begin to draw the power of the Holy Spirit into the situation. So... When the situations come into our lives, health, wealth, and relationships, and they're being attacked, hold on to what God has told you in the word. Hold on to whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Hold on because health has come. The blood has covered you. Jesus defeated the enemy. And though he presents himself and he will actually try to manifest things in our lives to make us say, oh, my goodness, what's going on? When you look at those things that are manifested, begin to put the word on them, anointing oil on them, whatever you have to do to build your faith. Because Job lets us know that it wasn't an easy journey that he had to take during this time, but that he did put forth effort, even though he complained and he wondered about God and he questioned, you know, some of the existences of God and why and the judgments of God or whatever, not the existence of God, I'm sorry, but he questioned the judgments of God. Will you judge the righteous with the unrighteous? So when those things pass through and we're emotional, we can begin to just remember the goodness of the Lord. But even if we don't have the strength to do that, even if we're still in that stage where Job was at before God restored him, we can go and speak in our heavenly language, speak in tongues towards God, 
and will begin to be refreshed in our spirit, man, to let us know that we can go on. Because praying in our own language will cause us to say things that is like, well, I didn't mean it that way, I meant it this way, and I didn't mean to say that. So if you pray in your heavenly language, then you don't have to worry about misrepresenting yourself. You can just say, Holy Spirit, take over. Say the words that I need to be said to God because I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. But when we're in the battle, when we're in the the attacks of the enemy, then we can begin to fight in the spirit realm. We have been fully equipped to win the battle. We've been fully equipped that the journey is already ours. It's it's there for us. We just can't see it because we're walking it out. But Jesus has already done everything for us from beginning to end. So whatever it is you're facing today, know that God says, take heart. Fear not. He's there with us. He's he's right there. There's power in prayer. There's power in the word of God. There's power in Jesus. He will give you strength when you cry out to him. He will be there. So even though you're going through, even though you see the manifestation of your going through and it doesn't look bad, it doesn't look good, it doesn't look like you're going to win, just know that you've already won. The Lord is on your side, so we don't have to fear. He's right there with us, so we can take refuge in the Lord, and we can trust God and not man. Job heard what his friends were saying, but he still was on God's side because his friends went from good talk to bad talk, which is what happens because we are flesh, and we look at what we can see in the natural. But the spirit man knows all things and searches all things, so we know that he'll encourage us because God already knows the outcome. So we have to take heart. We have to understand that God is here with us. He's not going to he's not going to leave us. He's not going to you know set us up for failure. But he's given us power and he wants us to use the power that he's given to us. He wants us to stand on what he's given us. And when we do that, we can really begin to see the works of God's hands in our lives. We're on the winning team. We're on the team that's already won. We're just walking through, walking it walking it out. So when you hold on to what you know, God will provide for us. So let us just pray that we're going to stand no matter what. No matter what, we're going to stand. No matter what we see, we're going to stand. No matter what is happening, we're going to stand. No matter what is said, we're going to stand. No matter how we look around where we're at and and things have just changed and it looks like it's going for worse, it's not because God is still in control. God is still the God on the throne. Health, wealth, and friendship, relationships, once those things are attacked, you have to react in order for the enemy to be able to penetrate and get you to thinking opposite of what the Word of God is saying. You have to allow him to come in. Your reaction determines how far the enemy goes 
Or will you be like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and say, it is written. Sickness, it is written. Poverty, it is written. Job lack, it is written. How we react will determine our outcome. So when these things are presented to you, Job lost his children. He lost, you know, the things he could visually see, but he was able to keep the integrity. He lost everything visual that he worked so hard to do, and he put the sacrifices before the Lord, and they were good sacrifices, and they pleased the Lord. And then you wonder, why am I? Why do I have to go through this if I've done that? But God's hands was upon his life. And God knew his heart was, was that he loved him. So when these things are attacked, still kill and to destroy, take heart and know that God said, don't fear. Because he's overcome the world. He's, he's, he's done. He's, he's overcome it. He's just letting us. Walk through the process of it. So, Father, we thank you right now, O oh God. We give your name praise and glory and honor. We magnify you today, O oh God. We thank you, God, that whatever it is we're going through, God, even though we we battle sometimes with flesh and the spirit, man, God, we know, O oh God, they war against each other, God, but we're going to hold fast to your word in the end, O oh God. We're going to make sure that we watch the words that we say, God, Lord, that we we will keep our integrity in the midst of what we're going through, O oh God, and that we will stand on your word even while we're crying the tears that we cry, O oh God, even while we're listening to friends with negativity, O oh God, we will still stand on your word even if we have to stand alone, God. But we know, O oh God, that you will bring us through. You will bring us out. We know, O oh God, that we will begin to make sure that we are covered by the blood of Jesus daily and that we cover our family and our children, oh God. Lord, that no matter what comes, we will stand, we will stand, we will stand, God. We will not allow the enemy to, to penetrate into our thinking, into our minds, into our, our words that we speak, oh God, because these things become life. If we allow him to get into our thinking, God, then it begins to come out of our mouth and our belly, God, and we actually believe what we're saying, and it's against the word of God. So right now, God, we rebuke the enemy, God, from even coming into our lives like that, oh God. Father, but we stand on the word and we cover our mind with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mouth with the blood of Jesus that we will hold on to what you promised, Lord God, and we will put on the whole armor of God. And we will have our sword and our shield, O oh God. And we know, O oh God, that you would give us comfort, God. We know that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, O oh God, we will not fear because the enemy wants us to fear. And once he puts the fear in us, he wants to penetrate through that, O oh God. But we're going to stand and cover ourselves from fear with the blood of Jesus, that when the enemy comes, we plead the blood over fear. We plead the blood of Jesus over discouragement and distractions and distress and depression, God. We will plead the blood, O oh God, that though you may not take this from us, O oh God, you will encourage us through it. Though we may have to look at it and endure it, O oh God, you will help us through it and heal us from all things that we've done. And you will restore us because we've kept the integrity, because we did not sin in our hearts or in our mouths, O oh God, as we were going through, God. But that, God, we kept 
ourselves in you. We hid ourselves in you, O God, and we will allow the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. We will begin to allow the Holy Spirit to come and do the work that you've called him to do in our life, O God. We won't just use him for praise and worship and for him to come and anoint us, God, but we will use him in our daily lives, O God, to lead God and direct us into all truth and righteousness, God. We will take hold of the Holy Spirit once again, O God. We may have placed him into the back burner a little bit there, thinking that we had other avenues, God, but we need the complete package in our lives in order for this to work, O God. We need the whole kingdom of God to come into our lives, O God. We need the kingdom to come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, O God. We thank you, God, for revealing your word. We thank you, God, for touching our situations and our hearts, O God. We thank you, God, for renewing us in our minds in you, O God, that we may be strengthened in your word, God. We thank you right now, O God, because we will take heart with the whole armor of God. We will trust your word, God. We will trust who you are in us, O God, because you've done it in the past, God. And we know, O God, that you will do it in the present, God. But we will always pray and never faint, God. We will seek your face daily, O God. We will always believe that you are there for us, O God, as the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and direct us, O God. We will listen to him. We will make sure, O God, that we're strengthened by him and comforted by him, O God. We need him right now, O God. We need him, O God. Open our eyes, our hearts, O God, and our minds to receive what you have to say to us, what you are saying right now in the situation that we're in, God. Encourage our hearts and our souls and our minds, God, right now, O God, as we open ourselves to receive from you, God, as we open up our heart to hear from you, O God. We thank you right now. We give you praise and glory and honor. We thank you, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Father's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands.